Hello and welcome to another episode of Keto Fitness and Everything in Between. Today we've got myself and Gia and we also have a special guest. So I'll introduce him. <laughs> we've got Tom on the we've got Tom on the podcast. So Hello. we've got my partner on the podcast to talk all things actually I don't know what you'll be talking about. I don't about. know. Keto yeah. from the sidelines. Keto from the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've got a lot of um like I've obviously watched you do everything from start to finish and like how you went through it. So it might just be, it might be nothing or it might just add a different perspective for everybody out there that's sort of, you know, involved with it. Epic. Let's yeah. get into it then. Cool. So Tom, what's it like being uh, engaged to a celebrity? <laughs> well, it, 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 it does come with its challenges. I have to admit the we, we were actually stopped in Asda once. <laughs> Um, if anybody, I don't know if the world's known about this, but that was the first time I realised that Shannon's uh, engagement had actually reached new heights when uh, we were getting stopped in the bread aisle at Asda. Um, yeah, it's great. It, it, it's just it, it, iconic it, it, that, you know, you're keto and gets um, stopped in the bread aisle. Like yeah. that's just... well, that, that, would be, that would be because I've got a donut addiction. It we wasn't, hang on, it, you've got it all wrong. So it wasn't the bread aisle. <laughs> the thing is, is I was at the entrance of Asda where all like the bread and the cakery reductions were. So I was just hanging around while you were shopping for the reductions. Yeah. 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 Getting those high but, yeah. bakery goods. So, yes, it's, it, it's really interesting, especially like, obviously we've moved house and stuff and the amount of people that had followed Shannon like online and that now just randomly live on the same estate of us and stuff like that, which is kind of like, it's a little bit surreal when you start to see it like sort of become tangible because often you think with social media, like it looks like just numbers on a page and then you start to see the people like the real people that really yeah. exist and that really engage with you. And then you bump into them in the street and stuff and it's, yeah. That's it's the cool. thing. Cause I don't even have that big of a following in hindsight. Like it's, well like nearly 14,000 so it's quite a small following in the grand scheme of things but it is mental how much of an impact like you can have on social media regardless of following. I often think though like when you when you try and think about it though if you took 14,000 people and stood yourself in front of them like that's a lot of people but on social media it almost feels like yeah it isn't but it, it really is so yeah in other words it, it's really interesting and uh, it's it's funny and we have some yeah we have some laughs with it don't we? Yeah yeah. yeah, and you've tried to go keto a couple of times, haven't you? Yeah, so I have a um, a pretty interesting relationship with keto because I, I'm all for it. Like I am for it. I kind of had to be for it when Shannon first started doing it, and I didn't really know anything about it. I thought it was just like another one of these, like you know, five three diets or whatever it was, where you just sort of you do sort of five things to try and lose weight. But I didn't realise until Shannon got sort of like properly into it what it was all about and the, the times I've done it have been like it's been like dramatically effective for me which it always wound you up a little bit every time I went on it because I'll get a little bit I, I've always been the kind of guy that can just eat what I want like I, I was a big kid so like when I was a teenager and stuff I was always overweight and I was a bit of a late developer so I was very short <laughs> and you know I was just a fat plumpy little Aww. child and everybody used to do that with my cheeks um, and yeah, so when me and Sean got together and all that kind of stuff, and I obviously, we did university pretty much all together. Like, we spent all of our time together. So as some of you guys will know, like, that was the time when me and Shan were both pretty much at our unhealthy. Yeah, we found like, a lot of comfort in food. Like, we were, a lot. well, yeah, you know, we were eating out every day. 
Like we didn't yeah. eat, we didn't cook. But that was, like that. it was kind of mainly just because we hated our housemate. Well, not hated them, but like there was arguments, there was tension. So like... Hi, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we just, <laughs> we just needed to get out of the house all the time. And I feel like we were just kind of... We found love in food. Yeah, we found love in food. And it was a state. I mean, that's me. That is me. Yeah, but, it was um, in our relationship. Yeah. It was. Mm. And for a long time it felt, you know, kind of that's where we got the most of our comfort. And then obviously we finished university, we moved in together. Shan, we'd spent like a turbulent six months readjusting to life and work and all that kind of stuff. And then Shan got really, really on it. And I didn't do it straight away. Like I, I did when Shannon yeah, started. Yeah, well, I did when Shannon started because it was kind of this. We needed to be. I mean, we dabbled in it once, well yeah. before any of this. We was tried it actually. We tried keto once before I started on that January first, twenty nineteen. So keto was always in my mind. So it was the summer before we tried it for literally two days in in like the August yeah. before. And it was after I came out of hospital for the first time, and I was like, I need to sort out my weight. I tried it for two days, and you were like. I'm fed up of chicken. Oh, sorry, I'm fed up of chicken already. I can't um, believe you swore before me. That's so funny. <laughs> no, but it's so funny because like you'll swear, but then you'll go back and then not swear. It's like, well, you've, yeah. you've already done you've it. Already <laughs> done it. <laughs> you've already committed. Um, Such a professional. I know. I know. Um, so yeah, we tried it for two days, and then we both just got fed up of it. Um, and then when we tried it again on the first of January, well, you did it for two weeks with me. And we were both losing weight, but then after the two weeks, you'd lost a whole stone. Like, he lost a whole stone in the yeah, first two I weeks. And like I was a, looking at him like, seriously? I had, like, a mad sort of dramatic, like, twist to it. I think it was a combination of a couple of things. So, um, before I did the job that I was doing now, I used to work in a shop. So, I was stood still all day. I didn't really move around or anything like that. And it was at the time where I had this new job where I was moving around more, and then I went on keto. So, I think it was a combination of... A, probably 50% of it was water weight that I was holding on to from the, the terrible diet that I had before. And I mean terrible, like, I used to get, like, Starbucks at breakfast, so I'd have, like, toasties, croissants, and then at lunch I'd go over to Greg's and get the, you know, the sub-meal deal with a steak bake on top, and then a donut, yeah, like a yum meal or something. And then it'd be, like, a two o'clock snack, and we'd always have, we'd always have cake and shit. Yeah. Oh god, they were getting flipped. Um, <laughs> you know, and um, yeah, so I sort of dramatically lost lost quite a lot of weight, and that's when I kind of realised that wow, this is like it is a really interesting diet. The thing I struggled with most, and I feel like it probably affects people in different ways, was I got like the keto flu kind of thing, where you feel like after a week. So the first time when I transitioned over, I, I wasn't hungry. That was one thing I thought was like was going to happen was I was going to be hungry all the time. And the first day or two, I was, and then after that, that went away. But after about seven days, I was just, I felt great. That's the only way I can really, really describe mm. it, is I felt great. But I think I'd been on such an intense carb diet yeah. for so long that, it, you know, my body just was really, really just I think really, we both really just kind it. of, like, felt it at the beginning a little bit because, like, where we were both so new to it as well, and I didn't really research into it. Like, I did research into it, but I wasn't, like adding electrolytes and I wasn't like looking after like my vitamins and stuff when it came to keto food in the beginning so I think that's why that's you probably why of... I felt like that way because yeah. I didn't have any like I mean I probably wasn't getting that many vitamins in me before but you know the vitamins and nutrients that I was slightly getting weren't there and we were quite you know we were new to it so we didn't know anything about like 
we kind of ate the same meals all the time. So it was like chicken salad or, you know, like yeah. pork belly fried in a pan, basically. Yeah, so much pork belly. Yeah. <laughs> it was disgusting it was, how much pork belly I, I was do Like, it was mad. I was going to the corner because we had this thing where we could never decide what we wanted to eat. So I was used to just walk to the shop around the corner from where we lived and go and buy the stuff. And literally, I was going like four days a week just to buy a packet of pork belly. And the woman behind the checkout was just looking at me like, what are you doing? Like, you must really like pork belly. Mm. It's what it is. Yeah. She didn't know about a keto diet. Well, I think the thing is, like, you do learn so much about nutrition just being, like, on keto, which it, it sounds like so counterintuitive that, you know, you're restricting, but you end up learning, like, so much along the way. I think it's about, like, because everybody's a little bit different. Like, it's affected me and Shan in different ways, and it probably affect you in different ways and everybody else in different ways. But I feel like the one thing I saw it doing with Shan was, like, understanding your body and, like, how your own body operates. Because when you just funnel in, like, crap into yourself all the time, like, all your body's concentrating on doing is just getting rid of that, basically, either storing it or, or whatever. And when you start to, like, you know, you were working out, like, what time of day was best for you to eat and stuff like that because you were starting to work out, like, oh, if I ate earlier, then... I'd actually be all right. Whereas if I waited until later on in the day, it, you know, I would be starving at breakfast kind of thing and I would struggle in the morning. And it was like, you were starting to really, I mean, it took a long time. It's not like any of this yeah. happened overnight. Like, and you were very, very focused on it at the start to try and learn and understand it. And that's when obviously you started the Instagram page. Yeah. That's what that was about. I think what it is as well is when you start any diet, no matter what it is, whether it's keto or anything, you're going to stumble in the first point. You're never going to get everything bang on right. You can't just go into a diet and be like an exercise machine, um, be perfect with macros. It's just never going to work out like that, is it? Like, you kind of learn as you go. I feel like a lot of people really do struggle when they kind of start because it is, like, such a massive adjustment that we've been, you know, like, programmed to believe that, like, low-fat... Um, high volume foods like all the way that that is like meant to be our diet but then when you actually take a step back and look at like how these things affect you in the long run you end up wanting to change your diet for the better in general even if you don't stick with it even just like I feel like doing keto like you you know that sugar is really not like helpful for your body yeah. Unless you're like an athlete, but yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because like, we never really got that. Like, we're all from the same sort of school generation, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. When I was at school, you never really got any education on like other than what the NHS was currently saying was the thing to do at the time, which is what they always say, which is everything in moderation, don't they? Mm-hmm. When I feel like when you really start to look at like the style of diet regardless of whether it maybe not even like specifically keto just people that eat like less carbs and Mm. eat cleaner like meat and vegetables and produce and all that kind of stuff we would have come from that like a very long time ago that would have been the only way that we could it's like refined refined carbs yeah like sugar like you know like manufactured stuff like stuff that isn't natural or can't be made like fresh i feel like our bodies have had to learn how to you know, adjust to the new style of eating that everybody seemed to have to do all of a sudden. Okay, like like you say, like you look at like a low fat yogurt when actually it's not. It's probably not that good for you in comparison to the no, natural full fat. They just, swap, they just swap the fat with sugar because yeah. it's half the calories, but yeah. it's like 
a hundred times the damage, you know. Which I understand, like, a calorie deficit works for everything. You know, it's going to sound like, what's that bloke mm. name? He does a really Jane arrogant Smith. video. Yeah, Jane Smith or whatever it is, where, you know, he's like, calorie deficit, calorie deficit, which I understand that's part of it. But I lost loads of weight alongside Shannon. I, you know, I'm not a massive social media guy, so I don't, like, really get involved with it. And it was always kind of Shannon's thing that I just did with her and dipped in and out of. I can hands down say I've never gone on a calorie deficit, ever gone on a calorie deficit. And the only changes I made, which I'm quite fortunate because my body reacts to exercise and stuff quite well, was training in the gym and eating no carbs in the evening. So I would still have like, to be fair, most of my breakfasts were pretty much low carb mm. as well because I would just have bacon and eggs. And then I would eat sandwiches for lunch because that, that's what I could take to work with me. And then I wouldn't eat carbs in the evening. Yeah, that was it. It was kind of when you were at home, like when you're at home with me. It was a keto. It's so much easier to have like keto breakfast together and a keto dinner together. And if you want to have your sandwiches for lunch and then like a bit of carbs for lunch, then like go you. Like, but I, but I never, <laughs> I never skimped on my portion sizes or like what I ate. So like, if I was eating breakfast, I was still having three three rashes of bacon four eggs or see i can't do that though as yeah. a woman like i feel like men i'm not meaning to say that they have it easier but you kind of do <laughs> i think there must be i'm not it, it's just genetic makeup isn't yeah, it that, like, it's so it's I'm, so like, i'm not a scientist but i feel like there must be some kind of like you say like genetics or something mm. to do with mm. hormones where men tend to burn calories or energy harder or more intensely i don't know because what i feel like when i go to the gym i can get through i can burn through like the food that i've eaten in the day and i can feel how quickly i'm burning through it kind of thing and i could be completely wrong but i feel like from a bloke's perspective i have never really struggled if i put my mind to it to lose weight there's been no physical barrier to stop me from doing it kind of thing. yeah i feel like it's hormonal as well because yeah, yeah. like a lot of the cravings stem from like the time in our cycles you know so yeah. I, that's probably like how people kind of don't like they aren't able to kind of like stick with it sometimes or they yeah. have more cravings so they end up having to you know but, try a lot harder oh god especially being a woman as well my cravings before used to be like so much chocolate now on keto all i crave is meat like when it's that yeah, like, yeah. when it's that time <laughs> like last week i said to you i was like all i need is meat like we had a fridge full of like some really nice vegetarian meals ready and I literally had to send you to the shop because I was like, I'm just craving meat now. Just bought a <laughs> packet of pork. Yeah, we yeah. went back to a packet of pork belly. It was good for one night. Okay. Like it's, yeah, it sufficed. I think, I mean, I don't know what it is. It's like, it must be, like you say, like there must be a hormonal link to your, your stomach and your cravings. And because obviously like when, when women are pregnant, it's a well-known thing that they crave food so they wouldn't normally eat as well. Like obviously, like, you know, my mum craved gherkins when she was pregnant with me, even though she never ate gherkins in her life before that or after the pregnancy, but that's what she wanted. And just weird things like that. I guess it's... Do you like gherkins? I do like gherkins. I don't take them out of the burgers and McDonald's. Gross. I just said McDonald's on a, like, a health and fitness podcast. Well, but that's really McDonald's, bad. McDonald's can No, it's not, because I, you know, for convenience... McDonald's yeah, I'm sure Anna like, talked about her double cheeseburger the other day, yeah. so... Double cheeseburger with bacon as well. Yeah. It's a good quick on the go, like especially like when we're, our family's all over the country. So to like, when we're on the road, it's such a quick, like convenient keto snack. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just need that, don't you? You just need a bit of like 
quick fast food. Do you think that keto is sort of reserved for the people that are older or do you think keto would be a decent enough diet because we were talking about this earlier i struggled with weight when i was at school when i was younger and i was sort of I'm not gonna lie probably like pre-pubescent i was a chunky kid and i never really like obviously was too young to understand anything about dieting but i feel like on like younger children i don't know how it would work whether it would be detrimental to the long-term health or whether it would i don't know i mean i I think about it a lot you know like because the access to high carb food like the over like availability of it um everywhere probably contributed to a lot of the issues that i had so if those kind of swaps you know where even if it wasn't like completely keto if it was like whole grains mm. yeah. rather than white pasta potatoes yeah. bread like everywhere in school as well like school dinners is literally it was like pasta king pizza like curries pasta king. oh my god yeah. oh what a nostalgic whoever owned pasta king absolutely did a monopoly actually i don't even Jamie know if it was pasta king but like actual like when I was in sixth form as well, so when I was like, I had my own money, I was, and I was working my first job, I was like spending so much money on eating. I think that's where my first kind of weight gain really, really started to happen was in sixth form because there was just junk everywhere and the school would sell it. And I feel like that kind of contributed to kind of my obesity really because I had like a panini at break time, like a massive like cheesy panini. And then yeah. for lunch, I'd have like, a big slice of pizza and a pasta king and it's just like carbs it, everywhere it's really it's really ironic i think because we were all part of that generation where jamie oliver took away the turkey twizzlers and everybody cried about it and you know they were on about like you know tackling childhood obesity but all my school did at that point was privatize our entire meal thing to an outside company who was serving like the like bacon and cheese bagels that were like dripping in grease and then like you said like pasta king curries jacket potatoes something you always got chips on a friday that was like a staple but like there was never an option for like a salad bar or like a lighter kind of meal or a lower carb meal in particular and it's funny because i went to i didn't go to a sixth form i went to like a college where they had like more options and as soon as I went to like this more grown up educational facility where you ate with the teachers and stuff, boom, there was the massive salad bar and like all of the healthier options that you could pick from. Mm. But when you're in secondary school, you don't get the choice. It's if your mum sends you to school with a packed lunch, which at my secondary school, if you had a packed lunch, you were segregated into a different area. Aww. So like if you were on packed lunches and your mates was on school dinners, you weren't allowed to uh, sit next to each other. So that kind of like swayed the decision for a lot of people. And yeah, I feel like that, that contributed to me getting really, really fat through like year 10 and 11. I was like very short, probably quite undeveloped for my age and overweight, basically. Aww. And then I went to college. It got a little bit better. And then I passed my driving test and I probably spent my entire retail shop working wage in McDonald's drive through <laughs> when I passed my test. I don't know if me and you would have got on if we'd have met each other pre-university. I don't, I don't know. I feel like he's just the type of, I don't know. I feel, 
that sounds really bad, doesn't it? No, but, I think you're probably right. That's the problem. I don't know that we would have got on. I was a bit, I was a bit of a chubby teenager. Yeah. So you were quite. I probably would have run for the hills. So yeah. it's probably a good thing that we met at uni. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know it was still based, it was still based around food. Then you know, like we said earlier, we used to eat, eat for England. Yeah, I think that's one good thing that keto's given us both a good mindset for. Even if Tom's not keto all of the time with me, you're kind of like lower carb when you can be with me but we've both got such a better like i've said that before in the pod but the mindset that comes with keto is so much better and like i can help my family members and my friends like offer advice there is there is one thing that i do with with keto which i'm quite open about it but i um i struggle with uh like like everybody does these days like i get like mental health stuff going on where i get everything becomes a little bit on top of me and I get quite worked up and I tend to get really, really stressed. Uh, I'll have mood swings and all that kind of stuff just when life is generally getting quite intense. So like during the lockdowns when my work is really, really busy or something like that. And this year it was like when I went on keto for that month, like was it like last month or something like that? I actually did it not necessarily for weight loss or anything like that, but it was to try and like reset my head so I deleted Facebook and Instagram and then I went on keto with you for like three or four well, weeks. Well, it was a month challenge, but bless you. I did, you. Like, I think I you did, did like three, and three weeks, I think. Mm, uh, two and a half. I think that's pushing it, about two weeks. Yeah. But you did have a lot more mental clarity. Like you you were kind of like, don't want to say happier, but you kind of, you had more energy about you. Like you came through the door with like a buzz in you still. Like you weren't tired when you came home from work. I feel like you feel like regardless of anything the the thing i did with it the, the thing i tried to focus on with it was regardless of anything no matter how bad the world is around you with that you're kind of always doing something for yourself that's the way i kind of looked at it was that like you if you was really concentrating on what you were putting in your body and, and how you were fueling it then you're always doing something for yourself like when we was getting up earlier like i was getting up earlier to make breakfast, to do something for myself. And that was like the first thing of the day that I was doing, whereas before I'd have eaten like a massive sugary bowl of cereal or like a two sausage sandwiches or whatever it was, yeah. like in massive rolls. And I feel like it, it really helps just reset my head. And especially with you, like I think ever it's pretty well known that you struggled massively before you went on keto with like your mindset and your mental health. And I just had a major. I just have a bad. I had sorry a very very bad relationship with food. Like I just, I seriously looked for food for any sort of comfort because mm. I just wasn't happy in myself, and I just looked for food for that. So if it's one, the best thing that probably could have came out of keto is my mindset on food now, my knowledge because I don't look for. Like, I can enjoy food now, but I don't look to it to be the only thing to make me happy now. (laughs) I think it's also that, like, you actually see the, like, treat food as treat food rather than seeing it as, like, an everyday occurrence, like, chips, pizza, whatever. Like, that is actually a treat now. It's not just all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's it. It really would be all the time. Um yeah it was terrible but it's it's amazing because i mean like when you were fully you told me not to like buzz you up too much before we went on the podcast but i am going to buzz you up because um i don't know when we were fully in the depths of you being like not at the start like in, i'm talking like the middle zone of when you was you were making the most progress with it 
it was amazing like what it did for you as a person because obviously i've known shana for a really long time and me and shana have been together through some of our the, the both of our darkest areas of mental health you know when when we'd get you know there was stuff that went on before we met but when we were at university and stuff we both through went went through horrendous sort of struggles with it and to see like what it could do for you to get you from the point you were at to where you are now that that middle section where you were like proper low carb and you were really focused on absolutely everything that was going into your body like healthfully obsessed with it yeah is what i would say yeah really focused really driven on counting your macros and making sure you were drinking enough water and taking your vitamins and supplements and then when we were fully into the training as well like six days a week in the gym 6 a.m every single day proper grinding it out like it was a it was like groundhog day because yeah. we were saving up for the wedding as well so we were both living off i think it was about 30 quid a week so we could put all of our money aside to pay for the wedding which got postponed <laughs> shout out covid um and yeah, it was just it was just crazy to see how driven it would make you. And it's mad to think that food and diet can do that for the rest of your body, but it really, really can. Like your brain is probably the most powerful thing you can be in charge of. Yeah, and it's important what you feed it. It's just so important what you feed your brain. Because you get all the dopamine and all that from doing the exercise. Like we were gutted when the gym shut. Like I was gutted, you were gutted when the gym shut. Yeah, like the first time round. And I feel like that's where it's been... The past few months have just been a bit it's been like. Real good, a little bit, hasn't it? Yeah, I don't want to say like I've undone any progress because I haven't, but I feel like where we've gone into another lockdown, especially, I don't know. I kind of have struggled the past couple of weeks to kind of keep it really clean and like keep it like how I've always done it, like really good macros. I've just kind of struggled the past couple of weeks, but. When I posted on my stories about that the other day, a lot of people were saying exactly the same. So I didn't feel so alone in it. Like I feel like a lot of people have kind of struggled to kind of get through it. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's all our routines are just like out of whack yet again. Like we were just getting back into... It's, know, mad, some... it's mad to see how much of like the country relies on like fitness and exercise for mental health. Though. Like you yeah. see it so much at the minute, like... I don't know if anybody's seen the guy on Instagram called Nick Capo or whatever he is, the guy who owns a gym up in Manchester and Liverpool that refused to shut it. Um, and all the other like people in the fitness industry that were like getting behind it and trying to stay, like show how vital gyms were to people. And I think it is, it is true because we were both sort of on that level when we were getting really into training and we were really going at it. And to be honest with you, I probably wasn't even doing it properly. Like, I, I often think this in the gym where, like, the gyms we went to, we were lucky because they were very, like, non-judgmental places. I don't think there's no, there's no such thing, though, sorry, as doing the gym not mm, yeah. properly. Like, like, if you're stepping foot in there and you're doing something, then you're in the right you are, you're doing it right. Exactly. Yeah. Which I do, I do agree about. Like, I've never had... I enjoy doing weights for the, the mental aspect because it lets me blow off steam. It focuses my mind, you know... You look great in there for like half an hour when you're working out and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, but my form is probably slack as anything. Oh, so is I'm mine. probably not pulling the right weights. I'm probably going to injure myself the next time I do a rep. But if it does something for you, then that's that's the main thing. Yeah. I've never been in the gym to be physically fit. I, I'm never going to be completely cut. I'm never going to be stood on stage with a massive tan. Like, 
posing or whatever it is that people do when they build or anything like that. But to like just control your mind and your brain, I feel like it's the best place you can go and do it. And if you look at like, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff with loads of different people. Um, obviously, this is one of them, which I'm now a guest on. But I, I listen to a lot of other ones where people have talked about a lot of successful business people and things like that. And they've always said, if you want to do anything, it's train your body and everything else will follow. Yeah. Like if you look after it, because it's the one thing you can do to always look after yourself first, I think. Whether that's like, I'm not saying people need to go like and lift loads of weights. Like, you know, if you start by just doing a diet and eating clean or walking or getting outside, like it all, yeah, it, it's all so powerful. Like, and I, I'm a massive advocate for it because I've seen what it's done for you. Health as well. Yeah, it is a true sense. It's a bit cliche, but it's true.